Welcome, everybody. It is Thursday night, August 12th, 2021. Time for another Get Off My Lawn podcast where we kind of just hang out, talk about, uh, you know what, talk about whatever I want to because it's my show. That's why. Um, Try to talk about things that make people think and uh, every now and then maybe uh, present a viewpoint that'll make you go, hmm. So uh, we will give it just a second here for com uh, for the announcements to go out for everybody on the YouTube and on the uh, Facebook sides. So uh, if you're out there watching already, make sure you are throwing those uh, comments out there in the live chat. Um, and I will uh, try to remember to say that more often as we go along as people join us. So looks like we've got one person out there watching so far there'll be more come along here i hope pretty soon um <clears throat> make sure you uh click that like button and please feel free to share the link to this uh everywhere really everywhere 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 in fact you can share the link um the even the youtube link can be shared across facebook or insta whatever so um make sure you're doing that if you have not yet subscribed on youtube and liked the page on facebook you need to go do that as well uh please do so let's drive those numbers up and uh like i said just just help me spread the word that we're doing this every week so here we go uh, a couple things that of course we need to uh take care of before we before we bring in some guests here tonight and kind of dig into tonight's topic uh real quick we do have some cool gear if you want um if you want some cool hats, hoodies, <clears throat> excuse me, stickers. We've even got coffee mugs. Some of them say Sandhills Shooter. Those are still going, even though we've changed over to Sandhills Media now. You can still get the gear that says Sandhills Shooter until we decide that we're not going to offer that anymore, which pretty much means until we get the other stuff up and running. Uh, but the really cool part is on that store, BlackSwanTactical.com. You can go find the, the Team Sandhills collection. You can support my beautiful bride sandhill sweetheart has some cool stuff with some green cancer ribbons so i like the coffee mug it's a nice big mug um but you can get hats you can get all kinds of uh, there's t-shirts for for men and women there's hoodies there's there's all kinds of fun stuff you need to go check it out uh two designs one of them says not today cancer one of them says her fight is my fight so feel free to get uh, either one or both as you go there you can get 10 percent off your order by using the discount code Sandhills, <clears throat> so uh, so make sure you're doing that. Um, also, you can find us. I know we're live right now on YouTube and Facebook, and I love the fact that we can interact and you can actually comment and we can talk to each other. It's so much better than a TV show or a radio program where you can yell all you want at the TV, but Tucker can't hear you when you're watching Tucker Carlson. Uh, you can yell all you want at your computer, and I can't hear you either. But if you type in the live chat, then uh, those comments do show up and we get to see those. So it, it's it's interactive. It's real time. It's live. There's only about a 10, 20 second delay from when you type it to when I get to, or excuse me, from, I don't know how that works. From when I say it to when it actually goes out, something like that. There's a little bit of a slight delay going through the interwebs, but it's for the most part, it's pretty much instantaneous. Um, but you can find us after the fact. I try to get these uploaded by the following monday and uh, you can find us wherever podcasts can be found uh anchor google apple in fact if you're not on apple podcasts but you can get there on a on an apple device 
go to Apple Podcasts, search the Get Off My Lawn podcast, find us, not the not the one from that famous guy, find us and give us those five-star reviews. I've heard that you can do that even if you don't subscribe. So that would be awesome. But uh, one of the best places to find us on audio is the Self-Defense Radio Network. You can find this show and a whole lot of actually good ones along, uh, along with us. You can go to sdrn.us and check out uh, the Get Off My Lawn podcast. There's Eye on the Target Radio, the Polite Society podcast, uh, Armed Lutheran Radio, all kinds of cool stuff over there. So go check that out, and uh, you can get the audio feeds from from a whole bunch of really cool people, including uh, tonight's sponsor. We'll get there here in just a second, but make sure you go check out Self-Defense Radio Network. We're very proud to have been invited to be part of that network. Um, and then, real quick, before we get rolling here, we're going to... Uh, just mention that uh, we're able to go live on multiple platforms, YouTube and Facebook, because we've got some really cool sponsors that helped us out. So this week's episode is sponsored by Riding Shotgun with Charlie, and you can see his logo up in the top right corner of the uh, of the screen there all night long. Uh, and you can see his website down there at the bottom of the screen. If you're watching, you get to see it. If you're on audio, you don't. You don't get to see it. So you have to uh, pay attention. A little bit better when I give these websites. Uh, but Riding Shotgun with Charlie is a great interview show that brings you right into the heart of intimate conversations where you can be a fly on the rearview mirror. The show's host, Charlie Cook, which you have seen him in here many, many times and hopefully many more to come. Uh, <clears throat> the show's host, Charlie Cook, talks freedom, firearms, and anything related with guests from all over the country. Filmed within the safe confines of Charlie's stagecoach, which is his car. Uh, passengers open up about their lives and what is on their mind. Riding Shotgun with Charlie is available on YouTube, GunStreamer, and the OpsLens app, and most popular podcast platforms, uh, including the Self-Defense Radio Network. Uh, visit Charlie on the web at ridingshotgunwithcharlie.com, and be sure to check out his cool swag page with all new Riding Shotgun with Charlie t-shirts, <clears throat> excuse me, stickers, patches, and more. And make sure you subscribe to him on YouTube He's now dropping a new video every week, I believe, on Tuesday mornings. And uh, I don't know what number it's going to be, uh, but I tell you what, he's had some really cool people. Just recently, the last two that I can think of, uh, this week's episode was, was uh, shoot, I'm going to draw a blank, Gabby Franco, Olympic shooter um, and uh, and Colum or no Venezuelan-American. Uh, you've seen her on two different uh, seasons of Top Shot competition. Uh, Gabby's really cool. She was the latest one. Uh, I think last week or, or the week before was Neil Widener from uh, Active Self-Protection, who is uh, not that far from here, lives up in South Dakota. And and he came from close to where I came from. So uh, we're not going to say that he's West River, but he's West River. So go check out Riding Shotgun with Charlie. All right. Let's uh, pull that back off the screen. And we're going to go through, we've got some comments already coming through, so that's good. Again, if you're watching right now, please drop those comments and uh, you can just say hi if you want. Um, if you're new, we'd like to know where you're coming from or where you're watching from. And then also, I tell you what, even if you're not new, I don't keep everybody straight where everybody is. So feel free to just uh, shout out, <clears throat> shout out where you are, where you're from. Uh, if you're not right now, if you're not at where you're from. I don't know if that's grammatically correct, but if you're if you're not where you're normally, then uh, you can tell us that too if you want to. So uh, get those comments coming out there. Uh, I can see who's out there right now. Kingpin's in the house. Travis is 
out there and we're about to see him on screen pat same thing keith gregory's out there guns and barbecue making me hungry the wanky marshmallow uh who else is out there real quick mike 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 tacos and french fries again with the food you guys are killing me i uh, i did just eat but i'm still hungry because i had to kind of rush and i didn't eat much uh gun loving grandpa what's up stan um guy that comments and i know there will be a few more coming through on the facebook side i'm not seeing not seeing any facebook posts yet or comments yet so if you're watching out there on facebook um <clears throat> and it looks like three of you are you should be dropping those comments so that we can see everybody uh the men of tupperware i don't think i've seen that name before that's awesome jeff moeller's out there <clears throat> all right <clears throat> i'm not going to keep shouting out names it'll take me most of the night to do it and uh we will uh we'll not get into our discussion so tonight we've got a couple usual suspects we've got a couple new faces uh, one new face, brand new face that's never been with us before. And then we have another guest who will be joining us. Uh, I told her it was okay to be fashionably late to our, to our party tonight, uh, because she had a work engagement that she was, she said it was going to run a little long probably. So, uh, all right. Oh, guns and barbecues worried that uh, if he tells me where he lives, I'm going to come after him because I am not part of the AFT. Okay, I uh, I'm not part of any task farce, and so uh, there you have it. All right, and I'm coming to you from an undisclosed location that may or may not be anywhere in the state where I'm from, except for it is it's my house, but I'm not going to tell you what room. So, uh, all right, real quick, we're going to bring a few people on the screen and uh, and just dig into some cool stuff here tonight. So normally I save special guests for last. But then they always hang out on the bottom side of the screen when we do the split screen view. So we're going to change things up a little bit. <clears throat> and uh, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to start bringing people in. Um, we're going to bring our special guest in first. There's a Facebook post out there. I see you, Bryce. Uh, so uh, that way we can have our special guest up there towards the top. And for some reason, as host, I'm always in the top left corner. But uh, here we go. So first and foremost, I tell you what. When we get into this discussion, you're going to understand why it was important to me to bring this guy in. He's a friend of mine. We've been friends for probably better than 10 years now. Um, he is a super cool dude. And, and I'm not just saying that because he can whoop my butt, but he can. Uh, he's a gun guy. He, he actually posts up some cool videos from his uh, range that he's built out at his place. Um, and I've not yet been able to go out there and, and shoot at his steel targets. But one day... One day I'm going to get there. Um, but he's also a, uh, a karate instructor. And I wanted to get a, a unique uh, perspective um, as, a, as a karate instructor as we go along tonight. So um, I was trying to figure out the best way to introduce him. And, and here's what I came up with. I did a little research. And as a karate instructor, he's been, uh, he's been a student of the discipline for quite some time. He actually once uh, squared off and sparred with Chuck Norris himself. The loser of that bout couldn't show his face for about 40 years and had to cover it up with a beard. So uh, here we go. We've got Tom in the house. Tom T joining us. Uh, yeah, I got to come up with a fancy handle like the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> you could, I mean, just Sensei would be kind of yeah, cool well, too. Sensei Tom. You know, sensei is a. Uh, kind of reserved for students most of the time because oh. otherwise most people just look at you like 
really? <laughs> so, nice. I was actually trying to count in my head. I think 28 years now I've been training wow, in martial awesome. arts. Yeah, it's a, it's a day or two. That's cool. Well, I'm very glad to have you here tonight and uh, can't wait to get your perspective. Um, the best part about bringing some of my friends in sometimes to do this is that you're not normally a guy that's hanging out running your mouth on the interwebs and <clears throat> excuse me with the frog in my throat tonight everybody um the uh the perspective that i wanted was not only as a karate instructor but also just as just a normal dude just a, an average everyday nebraskan and that's um that's that's what you're going to bring to the table tonight so I, I can't wait to get into this stuff and then we've got a few of our usual suspects um joining us tonight so uh, you know what we're going to call him out because he wasn't even in the green room until after we went live so we're going to blast him up here first so uh, we've kind of got an all nebraska panel tonight unless anybody else jumps in that i'm not aware of so uh so first up, we've got coming to us one of two dudes coming to us tonight from the, the capital city of Lincoln. We've got Defense Dad in the house. Hey, sorry, sorry I'm late. I had to pick the kiddo up after work from Grandma and Grandpa's, and we got home. Oh, so that was kind of a legitimate reason, and I really shouldn't put you on blast, but too late. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Glad to have you along. Next up, the other guy coming to us from the capital city everybody's favorite favorite uh tactical teacher we've got travis p11 hey man what's going on how you guys doing doing great Good. glad to all have right. you doing well. cool, thank cool. you yeah appreciate the invite man yeah heck yeah from a bunker in an undisclosed location i <laughs> cannot get out of him and he knows i'm not aft and i still can't get out of him where this bunker is because i can't even tell you which state this thing sits underneath maybe it's under both i don't know but uh, we've got pat joining us again from the bunker evening how's everybody doing tonight doing great glad to have you along all right so uh, if you're just joining us especially if you're joining us over there on the facebook side you need to get that chat that comment section lively the youtubers are doing a pretty good job there's uh, some conversations already going out there some people were trying to guess who it was that uh, that I was describing with my my uh, martial arts master? Um, they were master. They they wondered if it was Master Ken. They wondered if it was Ryu. Oh. Um, <laughs> so uh, there's some good guesses out there, but uh, nobody was gonna guess Tom because, uh, like I said, he's not famous. Well, he wasn't. <laughs> we're gonna do our best. Everybody, just share this link everywhere, and uh, let's make his face famous out there so wow uh, <laughs> all that's right. what i need that's what so, i need <laughs> right um yeah did i mention he's also a, a business owner in uh in the town where one of the towns i used to live and uh so so we're not going to get into all that we'll keep things kind of compartmentalized tonight but uh um yeah this is a this is a face that is known um in uh in certain parts of nebraska i should say so, all right. Um, here's what I want to talk about tonight. I don't remember how long ago it's been. It's it's a week or two ago now. Um, I saw a post come through that probably something that somebody had shared off Twitter, but I'm not on Twitter. So I see those when people share them on Facebook. Somebody was talking about how um, as as a gun owner that 
you know, if you're carrying a gun, it's because you must want to go out and and try and and shoot bad guys and fight crime. Um, and we've seen other things, even from Joe Biden. We've heard, you know, that that you can you can only hunt ducks with three rounds in your magazine, but you can hunt children with a hundred round drum. Um, now, as firearm owners, if if you're a firearm owner and you hear such a thing, if that does not instantly set your blood boiling, I don't know what would. Because I don't know about the rest of you, but I do not like being accused of being something that I'm not, especially if that something is horrible. Um, and I don't know what's more horrible than than a murderer or a, a hunter of humans, especially the young ones, the the children. And so, um, so I take offense when I hear that kind of stuff, and I want to have just a just a discussion. Uh, we do have a firearms instructor who's going to be joining us. Uh, hopefully she's going to make it, but, uh, she did confirm yesterday when I told her it was cool to be late. Uh, so she'll be in here later. Uh, but for now, the first thought that I had in my head was nobody who carries a gun, especially a, a responsible, legally armed, concealed carrying citizen. You don't do that because you're looking for a fight. You're doing that because you're looking to get out of one or end a fight as quickly as possible. That made me think, because let me give you a little bit of a, a window into my brain and how my brain works, because one thought just instantly leads to more. Uh, so sometimes I have to backtrack through the spider web of thoughts and, and figure out how I even got from point A to point D. So that thought led to, in martial arts, I know that you are not taught to go looking for a fight. Cobra Kai is not real. For those of you that watch that on TV, uh, John Kreese is, is not a real instructor. Uh, and I, I don't know of any reputable dojo anywhere that, that would teach the things that he teaches his students. And so that made me think of Tom. And then I thought, I need to see if Tom will come on. And you know what? He's gracious enough to, to give me some of his time. And so the first thing that I just want you to kind of give us a little bit of, um, how do I say this? I Give us a little bit of credibility. Um, you said you've been instructing for, for a number of years, but kind of, you know, if, if you were to introduce yourself as an instructor, what is it that, that you would use to introduce yourself first and foremost? And then, then I want you to kind of lead us off, Tom, with, you know, what it is that you actually teach your students. Well, that's an interesting thing to say. Uh, <laughs> boy, I, uh, so a lifelong goal of my wife and mine was to study martial art. And it was odd because we didn't until we moved back to a small town in Ainsworth. And then we're very fortunate that somebody else moved to the town that taught the martial art that we currently do. And then we got uh, their instructor who's from New York. Actually, it took three years for us to be accepted as his student or his students. And then we've both been training now, like I say, for about 28 years now. Um, we're both third degree black belts in Shorikan Kaisaido. And we're both black belt, first degree black belts with weapons, as in Kabuto weapons, as in bow staff, nunchuck, uh, tomfa, um, 
comma, you know, things like that, the weapons, Okinawan weapons. So our style is an Okinawan Gojiru base style, hard soft style. Um, the first thing I would say is that the ultimate goal of any martial art is to avoid conflict, period. You're, you're, yeah. Do you learn how to defend yourself? Absolutely. Um, but you're supposed to learn how to avoid a conflict. And what I hope to teach almost anyone is that uh, how they carry themselves, their, everything about their demeanor and their being, you can make yourself a non-target very easily by not being a target, you know, carrying yourself in the way that you have a little bit of confidence and uh, awareness, situational awareness of what's going on around the world in you. So that, and if a student comes to me and says, I say, first thing we usually ask, what do you want to learn? Do you want to get more flexible? Do you want to get more fit? Do you want, you know, what are you looking to do here? And if they say, I want to learn to fight, I say, I no, we can't help you. That's not, you know, that's not what we're doing here. You want to learn to defend yourself? Great. If you want to, you know, yeah, it's all good, but I don't teach people how to go fight. That is not what we do. And I, I can't imagine there would be any instructor from, from any martial art anywhere else that, that would say anything besides what you just said. Yeah. Not where I'm not, none that I'm familiar with. So right um so i mean that is first and foremost this when it comes to firearms i understand that they are destructive devices right they're potentially lethal that's the whole point um and and when it comes to being a responsibly armed citizen that doesn't necessarily just mean firearms but that's what we talk about typically when we get together here and so um just real quick, Tom, while, while we've kind of given you the, the floor here, um, branching away from martial arts, you are also, as I said before, you are a gun guy and you have a lot of fun um, pulling the trigger at your, your own personal range and, and I'm sure at, at others as well. So just kind of give us kind of a brief history there as far as, you know, what when did you get into firearms? What's been kind of your, your background there? Um, like most Nebraska boys, was it, was it just, you've, you've never not had a firearm around or, or. I, I can't remember the time, but I think my parents gave me my first firearm when I was eight or 10 and I spent summers at my grandmother's farm shooting everything, uh, you know, right. yeah, the way you do as a 22. And then, um, I moved to the city and, and I took over jobs managing some businesses and another friend, he just didn't like the fact that I didn't, wasn't carrying. So this was back before concealed carry. So he got me my first pistol and talked me into that. And we, we've picked that out and we got it. And then I moved back to Northern Nebraska and started shooting a little more, uh, started getting into long range shooting guns and long, long guns and such. And then got out of long guns and went hardcore into pistols and tactical stuff for a while. And that's my driveway. Uh, my goal in life is to have a brass driveway from all the empties. And <laughs> I'm, I'm working my way there. Um, so, and then I just keep adding steel and I just keep meeting awesome people from around the, the country that uh, help me get a little better and share their experience with me. And then I like to share my experience with them. And uh, it is, you know, my, my range is helped a few people become better shooters and get them, you know, get them a good start because steel is the most fun thing there is. That instant feedback is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And now I'm kind of going back all full circle and I'm going back to long range things. And I've uh, just uh, 
purchased a, a, a serious uh, long range rifle and um, have got a couple of hits at 1500 yards now. So I'm, nice. I'm getting out there a little bit. So it's getting good fun. So, but I've carried for, well, I don't, I don't even know how long I've carried now. Um, so, and I've never once thought, man, I can't wait to go hunt people. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know that person. I, I, and I don't know any gun owner that looks thinks that way. So I, I don't know where they get that thought from. No. Um, sometimes I, sometimes I wonder, and I know on the, on the pro gun side of the, the, the great debate, right. Um, I know that a lot of people tend to be kind of, I don't want to say closed minded, but I don't know a better term than closed minded. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of folks out there that whenever we start to have any discussion, they actually, and they're on our side of the debate, but they, they really shut communication down with the stuff like, you know, shall not be infringed and cold dead hands and, and all that come and take it. Right. Um, but ultimately I don't think that does us a lick of good. I don't think those people are really that helpful in, in the great debate. Um, I try to figure out where the other person is coming from. Why are they saying what they're saying? Is it because they're parroting what was on the news or what somebody, you know, some mom in a red shirt had said somewhere at a rally? Are they saying this because they lost a loved one to, um, to a, a firearm, uh, whether it was self-inflicted or, or a homicide, um, you know, where are they coming from with this? Is it because they've watched too much TV? Um, and they think that, that John wick and Johnny Lawrence are real people. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that can influence those folks. Um, you know, is it because they've only talked to those come and take it guys and they think that we're all nuts you know, and that we're all unreasonable. So I try to kind of come at any discussion. Um, when I'm thinking correctly, I try to figure out where they're coming from and figure out why they're saying what they're saying. Does that mean that I agree with them? No. Um, by me being kind, am I admitting defeat or showing weakness? I believe I'm not. Um, which is another reason why... I wanted to get your perspective tonight. And again, going back to, to the martial arts aspect, um, when it comes to, how do I want to say this? Um, when it comes to avoiding a fight, when it comes to, and I don't know anything about martial arts. You and I have discussed this before. Um, besides what I've seen on, on movies like, you know, the karate kid. And I know that's pretty real. Um, <laughs> actually, actually, oddly enough, the karate kid uh, is based on, uh, Gojiru or, uh, Shurikan originally wax on wax off. Uh, those, really? those are actually legitimate. Um, they get a little carried away with the other stuff, but you know, it, it, and the second karate kid, not at all. But the first one, Master, <laughs> Master Miyagi, is actually based on one of our uh, one of the guys that uh, developed our style. So that's cool. Oddly enough, yeah, that's very cool. So, so, um, do you ever get students that that uh, I'm sure you do that that you, there's a little bit of machismo there. Um, they they want to be tough, even if they're not, even if their head's in the right place and they're not intending to go look for a fight. Um, that that they they they're a little headstrong, they're a little macho, and they don't want to appear weak. Um, how do you deal with such a thing in the martial arts world? 
Well, one of the basic tenets in our style is uh, no muscular strength. Strength is required. Everything is technique driven. So okay. small people handle big people versus vice. And the more relaxed a person is generally, uh, the more harm painful and, and more that they hurt you. And usually I just go ahead and demonstrate that being macho just doesn't really work. <laughs> and in and, 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 and a very kind way, explain that they need to take a deep breath and relax. And uh, anytime I see somebody with their shoulders up like this, that is not a threat to me. It's the guy that's relaxed like this, that shoulders back and down. Those are the guys I actually look out for because the relaxed man is the man that can move and do things. It's the tensed up tight guy. And so they generally figure out pretty quickly that uh, macho has nothing to do with it, um, especially when my wife starts um, hitting them <laughs> and are sparring with them a little bit. And they can see that it is, you know, it is it is definitely not what they think it's going to be. And, and, and the heart and the harder they try and be, the more it hurts. So sure. And, and let me tell you, for those of you that don't know, Tom, his wife is a very sweet lady, but she is not large or imposing in any way, shape or form. Now I've never squared off on her, uh, on a mat against her, but, um, and I, I can only imagine what she could do to somebody that, uh, that thought that he was tough. Um, but yeah, she, she would be the perfect example of technique over brawn. Have to have technique. Sure. Yeah. 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 So, so, um, real quick before we go too much farther, um, Pat Travis or, or defense dad, if any of you have anything you want to, uh, throw in as far as the conversation goes or questions for Tom, uh, I'll go ahead and open this up to you guys too. You know, in, in all the uh, firearms classes that I've taken and the training I've done, I don't think I've ever taken one where they've encouraged you to go out and hunt and kill people. So <laughs> right? why people think that we have this fantasy to want to go out and hurt somebody, it just totally blows my mind. Like you said, John, I think it's because they've talked to the too many come and get it's or something like that. I don't know. It's just, I guess that's what we're calling most people that want to go out and cause problems. But yeah, it's just it's just odd. I mean, it's it's funny how we got those parallels between martial arts and firearms training, where both are training you to defend yourself in a scenario to defend your life, but not encourage you to go out and harm other people. In fact, to exercise restraint, I would say that I am more conscious of me being a gun owner after taking my classes and after taking my training than I was before. You know. Well, I was so I'm gonna pipe in. I, I was while you were talking about it, I was thinking about it and. I, not to defend them, but I think a lot of those people, they speak from a place of ignorance. All they do is watch the news, see how we're portrayed, that sort of thing. And in their minds, they think, yeah, if we get rid of the guns, especially if we get rid of guns in households that have children, that we're going to save lives. When in all reality, like the whole reason I bought a gun and started my channel in the first place is to protect my child because of stuff that was going on here in my town. So if you talk to, I've had, I have a lot of times you're not going to change their mind, but I have spoken to a couple that thought certain things with firearms were just horrible. And then if you, you know, calm, if you rationally tell them like why people do certain things and sometimes they start to understand, but you're not going to change everybody's mind. But I, I, like I said, I think a lot of people, they just, they speak from a place of ignorance. They haven't taken their time to fact check and they think just guns are horrible just because they're guns. Mm -hmm. I, I find it with that. 
I find it interesting that the same people that don't want uh, or won't have a gun or keep a gun in their house allow their children to play all of the games, the video games <laughs> that absolutely yeah. depict every firearm that they, you know, they would never want any of us to own. And, you. you know, and then we, you have these same people that, uh, that kids don't have any accurate understanding of what happens when you shoot something. You know, and so the kids I know, all my friends that uh, bring their kids up, I mean, they're shooting firearms from an early age and they're seeing what happens, what actually happens when you shoot an animal. It mm -hmm. dies. It bleeds. It's it's ugly. And, you know, so there's no reality. And so I think that that's a lot of the problem we face, too, is they just don't they don't understand the reality well, of the situation. And I have a couple family members, one of whom is ex-military, but they will if they have a one has a firearm in the house one doesn't um the one who does have a firearm refuses to keep ammunition for it they they truly believe that their dogs are gonna and calling the police is going to avoid a threat for them and they think because they have children even though they own a gun it's dangerous for them to have even ammunition for that shotgun in this in the house and i don't i don't get it <clears throat> I don't. That's 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 mystifying to me. With that, anybody thinks that, yeah. I, again, I think that if the children know what they actually do, takes care of that problem right away. All the all my friends, I unlocked gun cabinets, guns in them, ammo right there, and none of the kids ever touch them because they know. Well, and people have said to me that it's horrible that I started my daughter shooting, and I, how dare you give a child a gun? And like if you so one thing if you're going to have firearms in the house with it with a kid you need to teach them about them and i know part of the things about training tonight but you also need to train your kids because you know if they don't know if if, if you if you we've talked about it before if you keep the mystery there and they're they're not and they're just they're curious about it that's when you have accidents if you teach them and they know how to do responsibility you're you're gonna avoid that stuff what, what I found kind of funny is I know I know quite a few families that are not into firearms that are a bit liberal, yet their children, and no offense, Tom, but their children are, are in martial arts. I, it just kind of blows my mind where these kids are learning a skill of restraint and discipline, but could potentially be used to save their own lives, but harm somebody else mm -hmm. in, in the process. You know, I mean, I'm just saying it's kind of ironic that, oh, my kid's in Taekwondo, but we don't have any guns. It's like, oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah. A little irony. Well, you know, the irony of it for me, too, is that, uh, okay, so if somebody comes, I, I asked them if they, why, why they want to do a martial art, and they say they want to learn to fight. I don't want them as a student, or we have to have a discussion about it. Yet, if I talk to somebody, or they come to me, and they say, hey, I'm thinking about getting my concealed carry, and I, 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 I think I want to carry, and I want to get a gun. The first question I ask them is, well, do you think you can honestly draw a weapon and shoot somebody? Could you pull the trigger? And if they say, I, well, I don't know, I don't think so, I'm like, then you really don't need a gun because <laughs> there's a mental hurdle that you're going to have to get to at some point in time, or you're probably more danger to yourself and others than you would be. So it is kind of a strange thing, too, both ways there. It's, it's you know, it's, it's odd to come to the reality that if you were, you carry a gun for a reason, will you actually use it if that, if that, occurs the worst case scenario occurs and you have to actually use it can you use it because if not why do you have it and so i guess i would rather see more people take a martial art and not be a victim in the first place if they're not going to train 
they're not going to, you know, get comfortable with the firearm and or get that mental hurdle crossed. And uh, it's not that I would ever, I, I don't ever want to have to shoot anybody. I don't ever want to have to draw my, my fire, my sidearm. That's not my goal, but you know, you've got to also come to the reality of I, this is why I'm carrying it. And can I actually use it? Yeah, very, very true. Pat, I've seen you come off mute a couple times. Um, looks like you have something you want to add there at, or ask. Yeah, I just wanted to springboard off of Travis just a little bit there. Um, you know, and like all of us probably on the panel were uh, taught at a very young age never to point a weapon or anything like that at a person, period, when mm -hmm. we were little kids, you know, granted, you know, eight, ten years old, whether it was a pellet gun, twenty-two shotgun, didn't matter. And then as we got older, more layers kept coming in and coming in well if you have to use this gun in self-defense make sure that it's in self-defense and not in anger so that the, the, there, there's a lot of levels as you grow up and get into bigger calibers and more types of guns and stuff like that so because you know i started off with a pellet gun when i was seven graduated to a mag 22 when i was nine or ten years old and uh you know finally about 13 14 about the time i had my learners commit you know it's like well if we're not home and somebody busts into the house and they're threatening you and there's a whole herd of them and there's only one of you well it's okay to defend your defend your life when we're not around so it's you know that's there's a lot of layers as you grow up so and especially what travis was pointing out earlier um when i was taking my ccw class uh, our actual sheriff here um teaches a class and he said one of the things that will always stick with me is you better make sure that you know exactly what you're shooting at, what the threat is, and once that bullet leaves the gun, you you can't recall it. It's not like a missile where you can type in a code and blow it up before it gets to its target. Once it's gone and out of the barrel, it's gone. So you just better be damn sure. That's very good advice. Um, and real quick, we've got our, uh, our last guest is uh, waiting over in the green room, but before we bring her in, um, just one sentiment too and pat you're right there's a lot of there's a lot of layers there's a lot of nuance with this discussion it's not an easy discussion it's not just an open and shut you know why do you want to hunt kids well i don't okay end of conversation right it's not like that it's we could probably go the rest of of the night and into the wee hours of the morning and not exhaust this topic completely but ultimately the the thing that concealed carriers responsibly armed citizens who concealed carry and responsible martial arts practitioners have in common is the fact that the world is not a, a good place all the time the world is not always nice there are bad people who do bad things sometimes those bad things could happen to you if those bad people try to do bad things to you, the goal is to stop them from doing those bad things or prevent them from doing those bad things. If that means that we get into a fight, we want the tools necessary 
to end that fight and stop that threat as quickly as possible, as efficiently as possible. Does that mean that sometimes people lose their lives? Unfortunately, it does. And Tom's right. You do have to have that mindset if you're going to carry a firearm. It could be deadly. And sometimes stopping the threat means that the threat loses their life. That is a concept you have to be able to wrap your head around. If you can't wrap your head around that, I agree with Tom. Um, you shouldn't be carrying concealed. You shouldn't be walking around in public with that firearm because there's not really another reason than to protect oneself um, unless you are a, uh, a sworn-in law officer. But it's the same thing with with unarmed combat, with, with martial arts, even you know, with or without martial arts weapons. I mean, just just unarmed combat you still want to stop the fight you want to stop that threat as quickly as possible which is why there are techniques right it's not just drunken boxing right it's not just throwing roundhouse punches all day long i mean it's it's literally um efficiency of movement it's leverage it's um it's a whole lot of physics and and using um depending on the discipline it, it's using Sometimes even using your your enemy's strength against themselves, right? Like that's what judo is all about. Sure. Um, and so that's what martial arts is all about. It's about learning how to stay out of a fight. But if you don't have another choice, then you darn well better win. Mm -hmm. And and when there are referees and you're on a mat, then the 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 goal isn't to um, live; it's to just win a match. But in a dark alley, the goal is to walk away. And sometimes that means the other person doesn't get to walk away, whether they're lying bloody in a heap or, or they lost their life. But that's a chance that people take when they become the aggressor, right? And so the world is messy. Sometimes we don't have a choice. Sometimes we've got to deal with it in a messy way. And so being prepared is, is what we're all about. Now, we've talked to, um, we've talked to a karate instructor who is also a gun guy and a concealed carrier. Now we're going to bring in our last guest here, who, like I said, we, we said she could be fashionably late. Um, I've seen her shoot, and I just don't want her mad at me, so I'm never going never gonna to make her mad. No, I'm kidding. She would never shoot me unless I attacked her. Um, but uh, she's, she's joining us tonight. You, you know her face. You've, you've heard her voice on here before. We've got Trish with us. Trish happens to be the NFOA president. So you've seen Trish and I over on the NFOA page doing some videos too, but she's not here tonight in an NFOA capacity. She's here as a firearms instructor. She's here as a mama bear and, and my friend, like everybody else is in here too. And so I don't know how much you heard before you were able to join us tonight, Trish. Probably like uh, the last 10 minutes. Okay, so so pretty much um, what we're talking about, there are people out there who are under the, the very false impression that people carry a firearm because they want to hunt people down, whether it's, it's uh, the murderers who go into a, a school setting and, and hunt down kids or just uh, Batman or, or not, not Batman. He doesn't use a lot of guns. Um, the Punisher uses a gun. Mm -hmm. um, that mindset that, you know, if you want a gun and you want to carry it in public, it must be because you want to hunt down criminals. You want to stop bad guys, right? Um, 
and and uh, you want to do the things that the police can't do or won't do or all the crap that I don't know what people always think. Yeah. But those are the things that we see on TV and in the movies. Mm-hmm. And so um, the truth is that it's it's the opposite of that. Nobody who is a responsibly armed concealed carrying citizen wants to get into a fight, wants to ever draw that firearm uh, and have to use it to to stop a threat. So when it comes to um, when it comes to that concept, um, what do Trish, what do you tell people when it uh, when they bring up, you know, wanting to uh, wanting to be Batman or or something like that? Sure. Yeah. Um, You know, I understand the stereotypes, every group, every activity, however you want to categorize human beings. We have stereotypes. Um, Some are positive and and some are negative. And what I dislike about uh, stereotypes is generally the negative ones come from a tiny, tiny micro population (laughs) that like gets all the attention. Right. Um, No one puts in the news the thousands of times responsible firearm owners defended themselves, you know, successfully with or without shots fired. We only hear about the guy who didn't know how to holster his firearms successfully and, you know, shot himself in the leg or or something like that. Or, you know, the violent criminal actors, which we are all aware of. Um, I've been told I'm paranoid. Um, I've been told there's blood on my hands. Um, to be a firearm owner. And I thought, wow, I am just incredibly responsible for a whole lot of stuff I wasn't aware of. Um, So for for my journey, my journey became really important to me when I was widowed. Uh, Found myself at 37 years old with a seven and 11 year old child um, without what my support system was, which was my husband. And about a couple weeks after he passed, Basically, I had some pots and pans stacked up in the kitchen in the middle of the night. They, they fell. Huge crashing noise, right? So here I am, young mother. I wake up in the middle of the night, and I, I reach over to the his side of the bed, which I would have normally done. And, you know, he's not there. It's not, hey, honey, go go f- check what that noise is. Go protect us. Uh, I realized it was, it was just me, you know. So I pick up this sort of like wiffle bat that my son had, and, I go storming through my house with this wiffle bat and, you know, discover nothing's, you know, wrong. But I sit back at the kitchen table and I'm looking at this wiffle bat and like, what would I have done with this wiffle bat? (laughs) Nothing. Uh, That wiffle bat would likely have just been taken away from me and, and used, uh, you know, for, for that, for whatever bad purpose they wanted to use that bat. And so I thought about it, you know, I did, whole lot of research and I, you know, I got a security system in my house and uh, I did some strengthening of um, my door frames and the, the locks in my doors. And, and I really started thinking about, you know, a firearm and I put a lot of thought to it. I wasn't a gun owner. I wasn't anti-gun. I wasn't pro-gun. Guns weren't a part of my life. Um, I'd served in the military. And if anyone knows Air Force training, you know, we didn't get a whole lot and we didn't get to shoot a lot. Uh, but it was sometimes cool to carry that uh, sidearm uh, while you were deployed. But uh, long story short, I, I had someone take me under their wing. They, they showed me some stuff and, and I, I got proficient um, and I started learning. So the biggest thing I want to say about this attitude that exists is this really misinformation, a lack of education and ignorance that creates this idea that individuals who pursue the equipment, the knowledge, the skills, and then pursue the practice 
to simply just be prepared for what would likely be the worst case scenario in your entire life that you could ever imagine and that you vehemently hope never happens. Like we hope it never happens. Mm -hmm. My number one goal. Um, I teach concealed carry. I, I teach basics all the way to advanced defensive shooting now, you know, so I've come a long way and every class that you come to, my students know my goal is that you never have to use this firearm, which is weird for a firearms instructor. Um, and that's why in, in my class and in so many thousands of other classes that are happening across our state, what are we emphasizing? We're emphasizing situational awareness. We're emphasizing de-escalation. We're emphasizing what maturity looks like. Oh, they stole your parking spot? Great. They cut you off on the highway? Smile and wave, guys. Smile and wave. That the gun owner really becomes far more cool, calm, and collected than the standard community because we know, because we've learned and we have the knowledge that the smallest thing can escalate to something you don't want to deal with. And so we prefer to be preventative rather than aggressive. It's really the opposite is true. No, you, you said that very well. Um, I would echo that sentiment since I've become a, uh, and yes, I know that I hate the fact that I have to have a license to do this, but that's a discussion for another day. But since I've become a licensed concealed carrier, um, I, and I've never been the type to, to go looking for a fight. I've never been in a fist fight. My mouth has gotten me out of every bit of trouble it's ever gotten me into so far, knock on wood. But um, I think about now, I think about things that um, that I, I maybe shouldn't say that could have gotten me into trouble in the past or, or maybe, you know, would get me into trouble if I said something, the, the wrong thing to the wrong person, because I don't want to get into a, a fist fight i especially don't want to get into anything well while, while i'm carrying um i have no intention if somebody's coming at me and wants to punch me in the face i have no intention of drawing my firearm in that situation i'm going to try and duck or i'm going to learn whether or not i can take a punch i guess one or two things is going to happen here but um i'm not going to pull a firearm on them for trying to punch me in the nose now if if there were multiple attackers that look like they know what they're doing and i certainly do not then that's why i have the the uh the what is it the field level the equalizer uh, that i carry in in my belt and so um, that does make for a more level playing field in in that situation but ultimately uh, i'm a lot more cognizant of what i'm doing where i am who i'm interacting with how i treat them the the courtesy that i extend to other people um i'm a lot more cognizant of that now as a licensed concealed carrier and that goes back to what i had mentioned earlier um when i was talking with tom is that you know if uh if i am kind to somebody or i am um compassionate or empathetic that doesn't equate to weakness that doesn't mean that that I'm a pushover. That doesn't mean that I'm a, a target or a victim. That means that I hopefully am a little more mature than what I used to be. Mm -hmm. um, I've often posted on my Facebook page. I've, I've said it a couple times and I've often said this in conversations. I don't know if I've ever said it on here um, on the podcast, but if you are not capable of great violence, 
you cannot be peaceful. You can only be harmless. Jordan Peterson, the man. Did he say that? That's he said. That I don't too. know who said it first. I'll take your word for it. Oh, uh, you can claim it. I just know. That <clears throat> no, no, I said that for a long time. He's I don't claim it. I know I didn't come up with it. I just didn't know who did. But so, it is. It is. I, I think it's true. You you can't yeah. be peaceful if you cannot be violent. Nope. John, nope. and so I think that's another great point um, for the folks who haven't uh, spent any time really thinking about this. <clears throat> there are probably millions of them who simply, in their mind. I couldn't imagine doing that. I couldn't imagine mm -hmm. shooting at someone. I couldn't imagine doing a throat strike, right? Or a defensive, you know, nose bone, right? I can't imagine that. And okay, I get it. I understand that. It's hard to conceive. However, <clears throat> if you're a parent, okay, and your child is running into the street, I'm sure that you can imagine running and snapping your child or even putting yourself in the way of that car. Okay. Yeah. I can't imagine jumping in front of a bus either. Right. But yes, if, if right. I had a small and, human that I was in charge of. And while you're not doing the violence, if you will, that is a horrifically violent event as far mm -hmm. as damage, injury and horror. Okay. And you wouldn't second guess yourself. You'd be right there. So in the same sense, if you're willing to say that, yes, that's a, possibility it's plausible that i would risk myself to to save the life of someone i loved even if it had you know horrific possible outcome that's really what we're talking about is to understand that you're putting yourself in a space where skills and knowledge are required absolutely but you're doing it out of love Okay, so when I decided to carry concealed, for me, it was more about, oh, my God, I am my children's only parent. And if something happened to me as a woman, and there is a biological disadvantage, okay, uh, they're going to be parentless. And so my first motivation was my children. <clears throat> and then over time, as my children grew, and they're still my primary reason, um, when you think about your own life and not only the people that, like that you depend on you, but the people who love you, who don't want you to be gone, who don't want you to be hurt or maimed, raped, kidnapped, those kinds of things. When you see these awful stories on Facebook, we had a young girl who uh, was missing for a while. I don't know if you saw it on social media, but she was everywhere out of Omaha and she's uh, a a sister of a really, really good friend. And she was, you know, instant messaging and TikToking and whatever. And, and they literally felt that she had put herself into a, a, a sex trafficking ring and that she was taken. And it's been like three days. And I cannot imagine the horror of that parent, right? Wondering, is her child alive? What's happening to her child and what have you. And so not only is this mindset, this self-defense mindset, my mindset, um, John, of course, you've met my daughter, but she's a 17-year-old young woman who is well-prepared to be ready in the event something bad happens. So it's preparatory. It's just planning. Um, she has no intention of using her skills in a way that's negative to any way, but she's prepared and she has the mental mindset. And the other thing that people miss, and all of us could agree when you have the mental mindset of preparedness, 
It's almost as if you have a sign above your head in big, bright red letters, not me. So we're the opposite of the Me Too movement. We're the not me movement. My daughter says, you know, you walk so differently than anyone else, mom. And I'm like, yeah, I I do. Mm -hmm. I walk with purpose. I make eye contact. I know where I'm at. I know where I would go. I know how to escape and evade. And I also know how to defend. And it changes you. You make better decisions. You don't put yourself in situations that are dangerous or risky. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I love mm -hmm. it. Honestly, it's been transformative as a human and transformative as a woman. Big, big changes. And that you've also passed that to your daughter along with um, along with her sense of, of accomplishment and empowerment and preparedness. Um, she's also, and I'm assuming that part of this is probably genetic because she's kind of a clone, it looks like. Um, but she's she <clears throat> is a chip off the old block. I mean, she is, um, she's not how do I say this? And I'm saying all of these things in, in a good way, but she's not meek. Mm-hmm. She's not um, soft-spoken in the sense that, that she's, she, uh, she's not submissive. Um, she's very, very confident in who she is. Mm-hmm. She knows who she is. She knows what she thinks. She knows why she thinks the things that she right. thinks. Um, and she's, she seems to have picked up a lot from her mother yeah. as far as being aware <clears throat> of the situation and, and just portraying herself as, yeah, not a victim, not me, mm-hmm. um, move along, find a, find a better target. Yeah. So Tom, that's one of the things that you were kind of mentioning earlier when, um, when you were talking about some of the things that you teach as well in the dojo, just as far as conflict avoidance, I mean, the best fight is the one that never starts. Right. So yeah. Is that well, kind of do you guys do the same thing with with situational awareness and things like that? Absolutely, and trying to get people to realize that their spidey sense is real. You know when you're in the wrong situation. You yeah. know, and then to stop worrying about offending people or what people will think, and trusting that instinct and getting out of the situation, because we all know when we're somewhere we're not supposed to be. You know, but then we stupidly, well, I don't, well, and. Uh, and that's, you know, and how many times have you uh, been working on something and you're doing and you go, well, I could get hurt doing that. And then you don't and you you, you ignore the that I could get hurt and you do it anyway and you get hurt. We, we have really interesting aware uh, uh, abilities to discern the situation we're in. And, you know, when you're in a bad situation or a stupid place and we just need to start acknowledging that and avoiding yeah. those and and carry your head up eyes up eyes looking around making eye contact making the other people just so you're not the victim i feel bad for the other people but i don't want the people that i know to be victims and so if, if it says not me that's exactly what i wanted to say i don't want i i don't i want the bad guy to go not an easy target there's obviously something they know something or there's yeah and move <clears> on <throat> next next so. I think maybe here in weeks to come, that might be a topic we revisit is just, um, you know, more situational and awareness. And it's it's not like you have to be um, literally a Jedi and have, you know, a, a sixth sense, the force to sense what all is going on around you. Right. Like uh, what was the episode two when Anakin's outside Padme's bedroom keeping guard and he tells Obi-Wan, I'm aware of everything that goes on in that room right now. And uh, clearly he wasn't. But you don't have to be like that. You just no. have to do some minimal things. We'll, we'll seriously um, 
take you out of the running as the the best candidate for victimhood in in any given situation along with you know again thinking ahead you're pulling up to walmart um and it's uh it's you know an hour from now it's going to be dark well it's not dark yet but who can go into walmart and come out in less than an hour i mean it's rare so park by a, a parking lot light you know john I haven't been in a Walmart in over 23 <laughs> years. So, okay. Well, for, for people like Target Tom, isn't any Walmart better, has bro. a time warp. <laughs> Walmart has a time warp. You can go in there at three in the afternoon and you can be in there for 45 minutes. And when you come out, it's November. And so, <laughs> Shields, put me in Shields. It could be days. I mean, I don't Same know when I come out. So, yeah. Same thing. But but really, I mean, any any shopping center, any place that you would go to, especially if it's getting close to dark. I mean, yeah, simple stuff. Uh, we'll get into some of that uh, in more depth, I, I think, here in weeks to come. But I tell you what, I've got a lot of great ideas for shows, and I'm trying to get them kind of planned out here. And it's there's a I've got several weeks kind of already planned out. So we'll get there when we get there. Luckily, that's kind of an evergreen topic, so we can uh, we can revisit that anytime. Okay, so. We've heard from a couple different instructors from from kind of I don't want to say polar opposites because firearm instruction and martial arts instruction is very similar and and there are a lot of parallels but we've kind of heard from you know the the lady that teaches people how to use their firearm to get themselves either either uh, end a fight or keep themselves alive. We've heard from the gentleman who trains people to to do that without a firearm. Um, which is that's got to be handier for places like schools and churches in Nebraska and, you know, banks and all the places you can't take your, they handicap you. Yeah. They take the firearm. Yeah. So, so they don't want, they don't want you to do what Trish says to do. So it'd be good to to learn some of what Tom says to do. But um, so Pat, Travis, uh, defense dad, do you guys have anything that you want to either, uh, either mention or ask at this point? Well, so I heard some good points from both of, of both Trish and Tom. Um, you know, when you start carrying a gun as a dad or as a parent in general, you know, you start, you, it helps to know people to, to tell you what to look for. But, you know, even as a parent without a gun, you, when you have your kid, you're paranoid about stuff. At least, at least I was, you know, you go to some place, especially I have a daughter, like I can't go in the restroom with her. So I'm, I always keep an eye on my, I'm, I'm there outside the hallway. She doesn't get out of my sight. You go to restaurants, and now that I carry a gun, you know, you, you're conscious of where the exits are. I don't sit with my back to the door. Um, I want to see who's coming in, who's getting near us, that sort of thing. And not, and it's not because you're, well, I mean, I, I want to say it's not because you're paranoid, but, I mean, you might be a little paranoid because you kind of have to be because there's, let's face it, there's just a lot of evil, weird people in this, in this world anymore. Um, and what Trish was talking about as far as the, you know, like she mentioned about the sex trafficking situation. That's why I got a gun. There was two attempted kidnappings of, of girls within less than a half a mile of my house. And that was the, that was the breaking point for me. Okay. It's time. I mean, I like, like I, people have heard me tell the story, but like I grew up shooting, but I didn't own one. That was the time to get one because here in Lincoln and around here, there's a lot of people that are getting taken for that for the sex trafficking rings and i i wanted to be, have a way to protect my daughter protect my household and i mean anybody seen me doesn't knows i'm not i'm not in physical enough shape for much which i'm working on but 
to really so it's a, the gun becomes an equalizer if I have a situation. Um, traveling freaks me out. You know, you go, God forbid, you have to stop at a rest stop, but that's one of the prime places where people get taken. Um, so yeah, it, you when you when you start carrying a firearm, it raises your awareness and you become more cool headed, like like what you were saying, because you have to be. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the guy that walks into any room and any building and immediately does threat assessment. I look at every single person and decide whether or not they bother me. <laughs> well, and I was raised by a single mom, you know, and back then when we got in an uncomfortable situation, she was like, let's just get out of here. Just look down. Don't make eye contact. Don't provoke them. And that's that's the opposite of what you yeah. really should do. I would smile and look them in the eye and, and then leave. <laughs> but that, yeah, I, I would definitely provoke them, and I definitely would never look down. That is bad. <laughs> but these people that think we just want to be John Wick or do all that kind of crap, no. We're, we, it, for a lot of people, carrying a firearm calms down and makes them, calms them down and makes them mm -hmm. rethink their temper that they grew up with. Now, wait a minute. I, I do have to have a problem. I'd like to be John Wick. That guy's cool. Well, I just watched it last night too, but I'm but you know those people that think we're monsters or one guy yeah. they think that we want to just go do that on a daily basis. Like, no, I, I just want his skill set. The man actually can operate. Yeah, fire I, I want to be able to do those things. I yeah. just don't ever want to need to do those to things. Do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I don't know that I need the ability to kill three men in a bar with a freaking pencil. <laughs> that is a skill set. Pencil. <laughs> Um, Pat or Travis, do you have anything you want to add? There's a couple questions I'm going to put up on the screen here or comments here in a second. Yeah, I mean, I know we're kind of preaching to the choir with our audience, but if there's anybody out there listening and you're not somebody who wants a fire gun or you know a firearm around the house, why you know you you should have your your child take martial arts at some point, or don't you want your child to have a sense of awareness or an ability to defend themselves? I mean, you you got to be in denial of life if you sit there and think that nothing is ever going to happen to your kid and if something was going to happen wouldn't you want them to have an opportunity to get away i mean i guess i just don't understand why somebody wouldn't i don't know i just totally doesn't make sense i'm not a parent so maybe that's why but i don't know yeah no i completely agree with you there pat yeah um i heard this somewhere and i can't remember i think it was on another podcast somewhere that i was listening to while i was bouncing around in a tractor in a field somewhere but one of the best arguments i ever heard that i can put to an anti-gunner or somebody that's totally against guns or self-defense or just wanting to call the cops because they'll take care of the problem is if somebody breaks into your house and you have to go hide in the closet and you call 911 especially if you're a parent and you have a couple little kids in that closet with you. As those attackers are breaking into your house, and your kid looks up at you and says, Mommy or Daddy, are the police coming? Yes, they are. Are the bad guys going to come get us? Yes, they probably are. Is there something that you can do? No, son or daughter. I'm sorry. Yeah. That is one of the most horrible things that I can think of in my brain. Not have some kind of tool 
or skill or something at your disposal and be able to look at your kid straight in the eye and say, no, there's nothing daddy or mommy can do about it. That scares the living daylights out of me. And not only that, but we've called the police. Uh, exactly. the, the police are coming. Are the bad guys coming for us? Yes, they're in the house. Who's going to get to us first? Exactly. Where, how far do the police have to come? The bad guys are 50 feet away, and, and you know they're, they're on the other side of two bedroom door locks or whatever it is. Um, you know, I mean, those aren't hard to defeat, even if you uh, can't kick in an interior door. Uh, whereas the police have to show up, assess the situation, make entry and clear every room on their way to you. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and I want to take that a step further for the people who um, absolutely are adamant that there should not be a firearm in the house. And if something bad were to happen, they would call the police. Do they also, when they make that frantic call to 911, do they insist that the police don't bring their guns with them when they show up? I mean, send the police, but tell them to leave their guns home because we don't do guns here. Right. No, they call the police because they have guns and they will bring them. And if necessary, they will use them. But it, that's what blows my mind is I don't agree with using guns to to defend oneself. What was what's your plan to call the police? They'll come deal with it. With what? And how? With what? Yeah. A gun. Right? I wonder how many of those people ever bothered to take the two to three minutes to Google it or call the police department and add, just ask the question, what is the average response time in my town? Yeah, Because if they're already in the house or they're breaking down the door and your average response time is five to ten minutes. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about it. Yeah, I mean, we, we say all the time when seconds count, the police are only minutes away. Exactly. And that's, you know, the small county that I live in, you know, um, there's only one cop on duty in the county at night, usually, unless there's something really bad going on, like a fire or a car accident or something like that, where right. everyone's called out. It can be up to 20 minutes away oh. from my place. So it's like, I I've, I've got to have something to defend myself. So that's that's one Absolutely. of the that I it's, really got into the CCW. It's just, it's just emergency preparedness. I mean, we teach our children. Most schools have a, a a basic first aid class or a CPR class that at some point that kids get offered, and because you never know what can happen while you're waiting for an ambulance to come, you might keep mom or dad alive if you know basic CPR, right? Um, you learn how to run a fire extinguisher, hopefully at a young age, just in case there's a grease fire um, on the on the stove. You need to know not to throw water on that, right? You need to be prepared for normal household emergencies. In this day and age, I hate to say have to say it, but bad people doing bad things is becoming more and more common of a household emergency. And what is your emergency plan for that? Uh, so. Okay, um, 
does anybody, whether it's it's uh, um, my normal my usual suspects or Tom or Trish, do any of you have anything that uh, that we haven't said that uh, that you wanted to get a chance to say tonight? We're going to start wrapping things up here. Literally so final tips. thoughts. <laughs> final thoughts. Whatever steps on your journey you're taking, um, consider it. Okay. So whether self-defense comes in the form of mental preparedness, physical preparedness, or equipped preparedness, please be prepared. Um, there is an incredible spiritual, mental, psychological transformation awaiting you mm -hmm. to where you don't walk in fear anymore through the parking lot in the mall, in the movie theater, in strange places. When you get lost in your car, it's not as terrifying. The opposite is true. When I was told that, geez, you sound so paranoid. I am so calm, cool, and collected and at peace. Um, and so if a firearm isn't for you, I understand. But there's so much more to this community um, than the tool that we choose to have to defend ourselves. Nope, I would agree. Amen. Well said. Uh, for um, me, John, oh, go on. Uh, real quick here, I've, I've forgot I was going to throw a couple comments onto the screen here. Um, Guns and Barbecue had said to tell someone they don't need a gun because they can't answer one question a certain way is crap. The mere presence of their firearm could save their life since most self defense situations have zero shots fired. I don't disagree with that, um, but at the same time, I do agree that there is still a mindset. Um, if if you're not willing to use it, I, I don't think that that I would say you shouldn't have one. I just think that you shouldn't you shouldn't carry one. What good's it doing? Why would you go to all the trouble if if you don't think that that you could use it? And again, it's we're not talking about. Um, um, the, the anybody that wants to but if you if you absolutely just can't even stomach the thought it's probably not the right answer for you to be totally honest um does anybody want to of course not that's what this whole night's about so the, there, there's a fine line there but um but the fact that people do produce a firearm and it does stop the threat without ever firing a shot it, even if they're not willing to use it, they sure better portray that they are. Um, if, if Mr. Bad Guy sees that firearm and thinks that you're unwilling to use it to stop the threat, which ultimately could take Mr. Bad Guy's life, then, then what good is it doing you? Um, that's, that's like saying, um, you know, you, you better knock that off or I'm going to tell your dad when he gets home that's not a threat. That means that I've got until dad gets home to, to stop doing whatever I'm not supposed to be doing. So it's, it's tantamount to that. It's saying, Hey, you better not attack me or I'm going to make it look like I've got this thing. That's really doing me no good. So I, I would agree with you to appoint guns and barbecue, but I not, not all of that. Um, seemed like there was one other comment that I wanted to put in there. Um, uh, I can't find it now. So 
Yeah. Oh, there it was. The man of Tupperware says Bloomberg hates Americans being armed, but loves his armed security. Yeah. I, that's a, that's a topic for another night too, but I, I'll say this much. I, I wish that the people who would like to ban specific firearms, um, I wish in their mind that, that that meant for everybody, including security contractors, uh, law enforcement, if, if they're bad, then they're bad, right? Let's, let's take them away from, from everybody. Um, that it may be not law enforcement officers, but if you've got private private security, those security contractors should have the same stuff that I have. They shouldn't have access to anything better. Uh, so, all right, let's see here. Um, before we, uh, before we give everybody a chance to sign off, there's one thought that I've, I've kind of been holding back um, just cause I kind of wanted to close with this and and then we'll uh we'll do our outros for everybody but um but real quick here and i've said this time and time again on my social media pages i know i've said it here before i'm going to say it one more time but this is kind of to just kind of sum up our entire conversation tonight um when it comes to you know why i carry a firearm and it's not because i want to get into a fight it's not because i want to shoot somebody i don't carry a firearm because I intend to force my will upon someone else. I carry a firearm because I refuse to allow someone else to force their will upon me or anybody with me. Simple as that. And that's what it comes down to. Um, I, I'm unwilling to let somebody try and kill me, try and rape me, try and abduct me or anybody that's in my party or in my immediate presence. And so that being the case, I don't ever want to take a life. I've thought about it. I don't know if I would ever lock up. Nobody knows until they're there. But in my mind, the, the thought of that threat needing to be stopped would outweigh any any thoughts of anything else i and i sure hope that would be true i pray that it's the case so that being said we're gonna wrap things up um again real quick if you're watching on youtube or facebook you're still catching us live either way and we're able to go multiple places at the same time because we got some sponsors because it's not free in order to do it this way so tonight's episode is sponsored by riding shotgun with charlie Riding Shotgun with Charlie is a great interview show that brings you right into the heart of intimate conversations where you can be a fly on the rearview mirror. The show's host, Charlie Cook, talks freedom, firearms, and anything related with guests from all over the country. Filmed within the safe confines of Charlie's stagecoach, passengers open up about their lives and what's on their mind. Riding Shotgun with Charlie is available on YouTube, GunStreamer, and the OpsLens app and most popular podcast platforms, but you don't get to see it. And he's, he spends a lot of time editing multiple camera angles. So you owe it to yourself to go watch them any chance you can visit Charlie on the web at writing shotgun with Charlie.com. And be sure to check out all his cool swag page with all new writing shotgun with Charlie t-shirts, stickers, patches, and more. And he's got some really cool offerings out there. Uh, he's had some super cool people on his show, uh, super big names like uh, Hickok45, Alan Gottlieb, um, right? And uh, again, not to toot my own horn, but if you keep watching and if you subscribe to his channel on YouTube, 
there may be a, another familiar face that goes with uh, with this podcast that may be showing up here in, in weeks to come. So uh, can't wait for can't wait for it to be my turn, my week. I had my turn in the stagecoach. Now it's just my turn to uh, I'm waiting my turn to, to have him um, drop the finished product and, and see what that looks like. So make sure you uh, subscribe to Riding Shotgun with Charlie so you can see that when it comes out. You can find him on Facebook, too. Uh, I don't know what all social media, but the two that I'm on, YouTube and Facebook, I know he's got those. So real quick here, we're going to let everybody just kind of give any any final thoughts, outros, where people can find you um, if you want to be found. So, Tom, I don't know if you how much of that you want to put out there on the podcast tonight, but we're going to give you a chance to start here. And uh, uh, again, any closing thoughts? And then um, if people are, are looking for anything that you have to offer as far as knowledge or instruction, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, final thoughts would be, uh, I don't think you can be prepared for every situation there is, but I'm determined to be prepared for as many as I can be. And there's always somebody bigger, stronger, and faster. And that firearm is my last defense against bad people doing bad things to people I care about and that's, and, or myself. And that's why I carry, um, you know, at Sand Hills Dojo, we're in Ainsworth, Nebraska. We're in the middle of the Sand Hills and uh, love to have new students, um, love to work with anybody. Um, Sand Hills Dojo, is, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, that's about the only place you're going to find us because advertising any more than that really doesn't do much good when you're where we're located. It's just not that, but yeah, not a normal place out here. So uh, love to talk with anybody that wants to. Also, anybody that wants a first-time shooter that wants to shoot and shoot steel, love to have you out and help you get 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 acclimated and uh i did on the facebook side i did put um the link to or i mentioned the the sand hills dojo facebook page so you can find that if you're looking on facebook um i will try to uh grab that link and repost it on the the uh the video description on youtube here down below it's not there right now but uh, i'll try to get that link in there so uh tom thanks for joining us tonight thanks for hanging out and uh, thanks for having yeah, me John. thanks for thanks for your uh your insights and opinions. So uh, we'll move over to Trish and let you give any final thoughts. And then if people want to uh, get in touch with you for uh, instruction or, or anything else, how can they do that? Awesome. I um, really appreciated this topic. I think it was really, really important. Um, so I appreciate coming on and, and listening to everyone. Um, I want to extend an invitation to individuals who are yet unsure um, I would say in some ways, my specialty is walking with you in your journey and making you feel comfortable every step of the way. Um, I kind of have that knack uh, of really personalizing the training and education and conversations to, to you and what you need to be comfortable. Um, additionally, I do offer instructor training. I'll throw that out there. I'm a training counselor. Um, so if this approach, this kind of mindset um, and culture is something that um, you align with and you have skills and knowledge that you can share. Um, I'll tell you, yeah, there's a ton of us instructors out across the, the state of Nebraska, um, but there's still more than enough students that need to hear from us. And what's wonderful is that it usually begins in our circles, right? So we start offering training and education to, to people we know, friends and family, and then it, and it grows. And those are that's how we uncover those who need us. 
Um, and so like Tom is offering with, you know, just taking folks out. I think that's awesome. Um, all the way to formal training. I think it's great. So um, if you're curious, want to know more. Um, I found it in Sendio Firearms Training. I'm out in Plattsmouth, but I travel a lot. So just let me know and I'll, I'll come out and meet you. And thank you very much for joining us tonight and lending your, uh, your opinions and your expertise as well. All right, we're going to go through and let these other yahoos have uh, one last time to, to talk as well. So we'll just kind of go back around the horn. So to my uh, on my right side of where Trish is, we've got Pat. So any closing thoughts from you, Mr. Pat? And then where can people find you? I just wanted to say thanks for having me on tonight, John. And thanks for everybody showing up tonight. Um, great conversation for sure tonight, uh, especially from several different perspectives from self-defense with the hands to self-defense with a tool. So, and that's at the end of the day, that's what a gun is. It is just another tool in your belt. So um, you can find me on uh, YouTube at Pat Hirsch. And uh, I have recently started up something. I'll see if it catches on. I don't know how much I'll do, especially with harvest coming up here in a little while, but uh, Wednesday night rants with Pat Hirsch. Um, but I will put this as closing thoughts. Um, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We want to live. We want the protection however we see fit. Whether it's with your hands or a tool, it doesn't matter. It's all self-preservation. Somebody wants to do something bad to you, you don't want to die. So it is pretty much cut and dry. So it's how bad do you want to live? Nope. Very, very well said. All right. Can't wait to see more of the Wednesday night rants. I think that there aren't enough rants out there in the world, honestly. Um, I think that uh, we call it a rant, but ultimately what it is is just people that are fed up with all of the BS out there in the world today and uh, just telling it like it ought to be. So I think we need more of that in the world. Uh, and I, I definitely think we need more people that are willing to uh, tell the truth or at least the truth as far as they see it is or the way they see it, um, because that has been definitely uh, uh, discouraged of late. All right, Travis, you're up next. Any closing thoughts? Where can people no, find just, you? Yeah, I appreciate the invite. It was a great discussion tonight. I think it's, you know, it's just some really important topics, and we got some had some awesome guests tonight. And uh, no, man, I had a lot of fun this evening. So thank you. Um, you can just find me over on YouTube. The channel's Travis P11, and it's the same over on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and so on. But uh, no, it's always a pleasure being here, and uh, I look forward to being on again. So thanks, man. All right, and then Saturday mornings, you're doing a live thing as well. Yep, yep. We got Caliber Corner, a little podcast that we do every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Central Time, um, which is the best time zone in the world. It's because we're in the middle of the centers. So, uh, yeah. But otherwise, make sure you guys check it out. It's it's a great – It's we're coming up on 200 episodes, and uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. So, yep, check it out, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. Awesome. All right, Travis, thanks for being here. Defense Dad, we're going to let you back clean up. Oh, thanks for having me. I think everybody else said it better than I can, but it's a, it was a good topic. Um but yeah, I mean, it's it's just something to think about as far as how to protect your family and what you should do. So as far as my channel, if you want to check out some silly videos, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Odyssey, and I do have a small Patreon. 
Uh, but that's it. Very, very cool. All right. So go check out everybody that's here and, uh, yeah, make sure you go check out Riding Shotgun with Charlie. I don't know when my episode's coming, but I do have an episode coming, so so be watching for that. Um, and then I didn't make this announcement earlier in the night, but uh, it's not a big announcement. I Those of you that are, are friends with me on Facebook on my personal page, not, not my Sandhills page, um, pretty much you've already seen this, but uh, I, I've made the decision to uh, basically take on another thing throw another iron into the fire in life because we're not busy enough with um with with already two jobs and and my nfoa stuff on the side and my my internet stuff on thursdays and everywhere else so i have decided i want to get into the instructor game as well so i've got uh i'll be taking that course later this year hopefully early 2022 i will be able to uh offer some courses and i'll be i'll be credentialed i'll be certified because I think I'm pretty well certifiable. And so I'll be certified to, to teach because they say those who can do and those who can't teach. So we'll find out if I'm, if I'm a can or a can't. Um, but uh, those of you that are uh, in the Northeast Nebraska area or North Central, um, be on the lookout for more to come on that when the time comes. We will try to, uh, try to find some students and get some classes going because uh, we just don't have enough instructors in in all of the areas that I have friends, there's a lot of them around Lincoln and Omaha, maybe along the I-80 corridor, but when you get up to the Northeast and North Central parts of the state, not nearly as many shingles are out there. So uh, can't wait to, to see what that next adventure in life brings us either. So uh, with that, I think we're going to wrap everything up again. Um, make sure that you're going to blackswantactical.com and checking out all the cool Sandhills not just the Sandhill shooter stuff, but more importantly, the Sandhill sweetheart stuff that's over there. And uh, yeah, if you want to find some really cool um, like-minded podcasts, go to the self-defense radio network, sdrn.us and go check those out. So on behalf of, uh, on behalf of Trish and Pat and Tom and defense dad and Travis and Sandhill's sweetheart, who's out in the other room, she's still not feeling well enough to be in here in the producer's chair. Um, thanks, everybody, for uh, for joining us tonight. And uh, tune in next week. I've got tentatively booked. The uh, the fellas from Walk the Talk America should be back with us next week. Um, so uh, we, we spent the whole night last time they were here, and we, we missed one of the key things we were going to bring up. So we're going to kind of pick up where we left off last time so that should be that should be next week and then in two weeks we're going to get into how the issue is never the issue the gun debate's not about the gun dummy it's about way more than that the mask debate or the vaccine debate it's not about the mask it's not about the vaccine it's about way more than that so uh we're going to talk about several different topics when we say the issue is never the issue uh those of you with a psychology background or a counseling background you already knew the issue is never the issue so uh, with that, we're going to call it a night. All of you out there who were watching um, that made the comments on YouTube and Facebook, thanks for doing that. Thanks for keeping it lively. And uh, if you're catching this on the replay, please still drop those comments. Let us know what you think. Um, if you know somebody who's maybe not entirely sure why anybody would want to carry a gun and they think that we just want to go shoot people or hunt people down, then share this with them. 
uh, it was it was a real discussion uh, from real people that none of us want to kill anybody, um, but none of us are, are willing to give up our, our freedoms uh, and our abilities to uh, to protect ourselves just in case. So final thought would be this. Um, you are alive. You have the right to be alive. You have the right to stay alive. You have the right to keep yourself alive, and you have the right to do that with any tool that you deem necessary to stay alive. Um, your life is the most important thing that you have. So uh, with that, thanks, everybody. Good night. God bless. But you know what you got to do right now? Get off my